This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to turn your garden into a smart garden on News Radio 830 WCCO. Smart Gardens, an hour of expert advice and answers to all of your lawn and gardening questions. You can call 989-9226 or text us at 81807. Now, here's Denny Law with this week's Smart Garden. Right here on 830 WCCO on the Saturday before Thanksgiving, and I'm pleased to uh, say hi to Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener, is back with us. Good morning, Denny. Morning. Nice to see you again. Good to see you. Kind of a nice morning, isn't it? It is. It is. It's not snowing. It's not raining. It's not really breezy that much either. It's not below zero. Not yet. Life is good. Life is good. And this show, speaking of good, is brought to us every week by our good friends at By the Yard, who make the best patio furniture in the whole world, made right here in Minnesota, down in Jordan, Minnesota. We'll talk about that great outdoor furniture coming up in a few minutes or so. But in the meantime, if you have a lawn or garden question for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, now is your chance. And if you're uh, familiar with the show, we tend to get a little really busy with this uh, with this particular topic. Lines are cleared if you want to use that to phone in your question for Teresa. That is 651-989-9226. Or send a text. In fact, folks have been already doing that, Teresa, which is not Excellent. unusual. Uh, that text number is 8180781807. Still kind of hard to, for me to believe that it's almost Thanksgiving. I know. I know. Just a few days. And maybe, is it because of the weather? I think so, because we haven't had a lot of snow. Yeah. It hasn't been, it's been overcast, but that's kind of like, yeah. Not, yeah. Not really November weather. Well, it is November. But, but it, it is what like it that. is. It is what it is. Uh, texter says this, if I can find it. Now, we planted heritage raspberries this past spring. Mm-hmm. Is this the time of year to prune them, and how far down should we cut them, if that's true? Um, usually it's January and February when you do that. Um, and I would go to the extension site, extension.umn.edu, and um, click on the garden tab, and they have a fantastic article on raspberries, how to how to prune them, what to do, how to space them, because you only want like five or six primal canes per plant. And you need to prune off the dead stuff. And remember, your raspberries are heavy feeders, so do give them some some compost or fertilizer in the spring or fall. That website you mentioned, and mm-hmm. we like to mention that every show, is such a great resource. It is. There's so and much information. There's so much information, and they keep redoing it, and there's just more and more and more all the time. Extension.umn.edu. Mm-hmm. We'll remind you yeah. of that from time to time. And we're so fortunate because the university has done so much research with agriculture and yeah. grapes and ra- and berries and blueberries and Everything they've just researched, it's amazing what, what information is out there from our university. And as we learned over the years here in CCO, that you could talk lawns and gardens 52 weeks a year. Easily. Yeah. Easily, yeah. You got to put, right now we're always, we're thinking ahead. We're thinking of spring exactly. and summer, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Here's another text, uh, Teresa. If I can access Dig in the Ground, can I still plant bulbs yet? Yes, and I know someone else who has a box of bulbs in her house waiting to be <laughs> Not planted. Not to mention any names. <laughs> Not to mention any names. But yeah, go ahead and do get them in because they're not 
it, it's harder. You can't really store them over winter. They're not going to make it through. Otherwise, you'd have to plant them and do the chill thing and, and try to force them. But if you can get them in the ground, get them in the ground. There's a texter, and you're going to have to help me with this, who finds uh, this uh, nearly as obnoxious as Creeping Charlie and, this te- and garlic mustard. And this texter says, is it lamium? Lamium? Lamium. Mm-hmm. Lamium has mm-hmm. escaped from gardens and showing in large patches here and there oh, on wow. our wooded property. Wow. Uh, I want to warn others before purchasing that. I wonder if it's lamium or lamiastrum. That one's usually a little more, but the lamium shorter, the lamiastrum. What is that? A little. It's a ground cover. Okay. And um, like a, there's a there's a pink and a white one um, that's usually a nice little ground cover under the... Um, under the under like pine trees and trees like that, it's a wonderful ground cover. But I haven't heard of that one escaping. But the lamiastrum's a little little taller and a little more aggressive. More but aggressive. You, you you know you do have to watch if you're if you're gardening anywhere near a wild area, you want to make sure that your stuff isn't going to escape into the wild. So you want to really really keep an eye on it. I was thinking we mentioned Thanksgiving, and I think for folks who will be visiting other folks, whether it be friends or relatives, sometimes they bring a host or hostess gift mm-hmm. in the way of a plant. Right. What What's a good idea for somebody who 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 likes to fool around with plant green thumb or not, but uh, something relatively safe? You know, if something's relatively, um, if you want like a house plant, you yeah. know, the Phalaenopsis orchids, the moth orchids are so easy to care for, and they last. The flowers last so long, and most of us can do them quite easily. Um, you can also give them an amaryllis that's ready to, to be planted or ready to grow. Um, and Christmas cactuses are nice, too. Okay. Um, and the poinsettia is more toward the holiday, toward the, the that's December true. holiday. Right. That one works, too. Um, so those are really nice house plants. Um, you know, always remember if, you're, if your people have, if you're bringing a plant in, if there's children or animals in the house, try to get something that's not poisonous. Good idea. Um, just, just to be aware of it, you know. All right. Got to be careful. If you have a question, you want to call it in, 651-989-9226. There's a line open if you want to use it. Or if it's easier to send a text, 81807. Another text, is it too late for planting tulips? No. There you go. No, if you can dig the ground, you yeah. can definitely get tulips. I don't in. think in generally it's freeze, frozen around it, here. You yet. know, some of it was frozen, but I think with all the weather, it's, it's very mushy again. And I'm looking at Monday's high. 49. 49, yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so uh, get them in. You know, yeah. don't, don't keep hoping, like yeah, somebody I know, right. that um, it's going to stay warm because winter is coming. I know winter will come. This is Minnesota. Winter will come. Indeed. Uh, Texter says, we have a, and then we'll get back to the phones. We have a 25-plus foot pine tree that has a needle disease. As per university guidelines, we sprayed it two times. A few weeks ago, it started turning brown. Do you think it's dying? It, hard to say. It's hard to say without seeing it on site. Um, if if it's a real in big tree, a big part of your your landscape, I would suggest bringing in a certified arborist to look at it. Um, otherwise, depending upon which needle disease it is, you may want to just take it out and start over. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Mary Lou is calling from Crystal with a question. Thanks, Mary Lou. Hi, Mary Lou. Yes, good morning, guys. Um, I have a question about my magnolia tree. Yes. It's about maybe close to 30 years old, mm-hmm. and it's been very, very nice. Mm-hmm. The leaves are still on the tree, yep. and I know they're late droppers, but mm-hmm. these look dried up and 
and I, I'm kind of worried about it. Should you, I be? You know, I'm I'm not sure. I haven't looked into this that much, to be honest with you. But I know a lot of the leaves have not senesced from my trees either. Um, mm. But they're just they just like dried up on there. And I think it was just the weird weather. They didn't get enough cues that they should be dropping. So I don't think you have really that much to worry about as long as the tree looked healthy during the summer. It's not covered with scale. It should be just fine. Um, that's what I'm going with. Uh, okay. Because all my apple trees and, and a lot of my maples did not drop. And uh, now the leaves are coming off with the winds, but there might not have been enough wind to take it. It just didn't get the cues to senesce to, to close off those little um, vessels going from the leaf into the into the stem and to break off. It just didn't get those cues, I think. And so I wouldn't worry too much about it. I think it's just a one-time thing and just, oh, this is an interesting fall look. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Okay. That's good, that's luck. good news. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Mary Lou. Okay. Appreciate it. Mary Lou leaves that line open, 651-989-9226. Texter says this, and I think about what the, our friend Julie would say. Mm-hmm. Do you cut hostas down in the fall? Personally, I'm the laziest gardener you'll ever know, so I do as little work as possible out there. Um, lots of the hosta leaves for me just melt. Yeah, um, They just disintegrate, and I think of it as composting in place. There are some, though, that in that are big and mushy and yucky. So if you want to clean it up, go ahead and cut them in the fall once they're once they're taken out by the frost. It's totally up to you what you want to do with that. So it doesn't hurt anything just leaving it? It doesn't really hurt, no. I mean, sometimes if you want to clean up in the spring, then you yeah, may have to clean true. up with icky stuff. But lots of my hostas just have leaves that just kind of melt and disintegrate. And, and yeah. Well, I'm taking you and Julie's advice. Just, if that's advice, yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, usually mow them mm-hmm. when it's everything is all mm-hmm. pretty much gone. Yep. But that's kind of a bother on the mower. And I'm just going to this year experiment just and just it. let it go. Just let it go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Then look at it from inside the house. Exactly. Right. We have to take a break. <laughs> okay. We've got folks on the line. We have a few folks there and texters as well. If you want to call in, 651 Text is 81807. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on A3OWCC, brought to us by our good friends at By the Yard Patio Furniture. Uh, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney is helping us out in the studio today and uh, helping you out. And I see one line is open if you want to ask Teresa your question via phone. 651-989-9226. Text. We got a bunch of those too, Teresa. Excellent. That's 81807. But let's go back to the phones. Okay. Uh, Jim in Richfield has been waiting. Good morning, Jim. What's going on there? Hi, Jim. Uh, the la- over the last year, the Asian beetles hit our neighborhood pretty hard, and the grubs destroyed quite a few lawns. Now, mine was spared. Um, I kind of joke that it's not a monoculture because there's mm-hmm. plenty of weeds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm wondering, I've got now got one neighbor um that has the that started having the the death of the grass around there and there's mm-hmm. no barrier between mm-hmm. that and my yard previously there's been driveways or streets between sure. mm-hmm. other yards and mine mm-hmm. i've heard there's a spore or something along those lines yeah, that they're, you distribute on the yard is, to stop mm-hmm. it it's called milky spore and they've shown that it doesn't work that good for our climate. It works better in Chicago and a little bit warmer climate. It just it it it's it's not as effective here in Minnesota. Um, but milky spore would be a drench that you can put in the soil, and and it does impact the grubs. 
Um, I would suggest just watch your lawn and just wait till you actually see the grub infestation, the problem coming into your lawn. Try to keep your lawn as healthy as possible. And I love the idea that you're not growing a monoculture. You know, weeds are fun. That's an interesting thing. But um, but just watch that and then wait until you the grub population is there that you have to treat because you don't really want to be treating it until you have a problem. Um, so it's not something that you really should put down in advance. But milky spore is not super effective for us, unfortunately. Okay. There you go, Jim. Uh, we'll get back to the text message in a moment. But Larry is calling from Mankato with a question. Go ahead, Larry. Thank you. Hi, Larry. Yes. Yes, a very good morning to you. Good morning. I lost a number of trees, a combination of uh, maples and uh, pine a couple years ago due to flooding. Oh. Uh, I cut most of them down, but I still have the stumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wondering, is there a way of uh, removing the stumps without having to grind them? Is uh, is there a chemical? I know I saw mm-hmm. in the store maybe a couple of years ago where there's a chemical or something you put on it. There is. There the is. You, you know, you have some options. You can just cut them off at ground level and just let them naturally decay. Um, and, and, you know, just understand it's hard. You can't really plant right over that because because the, the, the wood is there. There are some products on the market um, that will take out the stump and you drill holes in and then you pour the, the stuff in. And I'm not sure if it's like a kerosene or what it is. But if you decide to go that way, it's a stump remover and just read and follow and understand the instructions. Um, very carefully. Now, if you live in a floodplain, um, definitely look into the university um, floodplain trees, and those are trees that can handle the the um, some of the floods. I mean, they won't handle if they get hit by a, another tree and they're broken, but um, they can handle being inundated inundated with the water and things like elm and things like that are are good floodplain trees and something to look into if you're in that area. Very good, Larry. Good there luck. You go. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six, or send a text, and we'll get to those now. Eight one eight zero seven. Nico Blue Hydrangea. If I cut back now, does that decrease the flowers I'll get next year? Mine is near the front walkway where snow gets shoveled or blown on. Yep, the Nico Blue is a, an old-fashioned hydrangea that puts its buds on old wood, so it only blooms on what the wood you saw this year. So anything you cut off, it's just like a lilac. You're cutting off the flowers for next year. So if you want to get flowers next year, you're going to have to really mulch that baby really well because those buds aren't super hardy for Minnesota. Texter says, and I think so, do we have time to mow the lawn one more time this season? Yes, Denny yes. said he just did mow the Thursday lawn. Thursday afternoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. More to pick up because it's a slow growing yep. now, if at all, mm-hmm. but it's yep. it's picking up the leaves. Get the leaves off. You know, put your mulcher mower out there and get those leaves mulched in or, or bag, whatever you decide yeah. to do um, with your... But, yep, um, Make sure you get those leaves off. I think mm-hmm. I'll do that again maybe uh, yeah. Monday. Mm-hmm. Monday, 49 degrees. Nice. Sunny. How about that? Yeah. Let's see. Just for the fun of it, I think I'll do it. <laughs> Just get outside. Uh, Texas says we have approximately 15 fairly large apple trees that need to be cut down so anything hmm, at the wood. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what they're, they're meaning here. Well, I think it's, it's – I don't think they – <laughs> they finished uh, with their typing, so we'll we'll wait and see if they do. So okay. if you if you're the texter that talked about fifteen fairly large apple trees, check your uh, check your typing and send us another text. Can I use another texter? Says Roundup on Creeping Charlie. 
now since the ground's not frozen? Um, you need uh, the um, the Roundup or the glyphosate does need to be on actively growing plants. It has to be applied at a certain temperature, and I don't think we're going to meet those temperature requirements. So read the label. It will tell you how warm or cool it can be. So I would, I'm guessing no, but I haven't read the label. I would read the temperatures. Okay. Uh, how far, if you know this now, how far has oak wilt spread in the state? Is it out of control? Have you heard any stories about that? Um, I think we've had some here in the cities, but other than that, I honestly don't know if it's if how spread, far it's spread. Um, you may want to look at uh, the nor- my my northern woods, I think it is, uh, or or just Google oak wilt in Minnesota, and that'll get you there. I'm not sure if the extension site. Uh, the garden tab will have it you on You could there, check both, though. I would check both. I yeah. would definitely check both. But I honestly don't know. I'm sorry. All right, Teresa, hang on. We'll take our usual okay. break. We have another half hour of the show to go. So if you miss getting in to ask Teresa your question, uh, you still have a chance by phone or by text. Here's the number, 651-989-9226. If you'd rather, send us a text at 81807. Mostly cloudy, 32 degrees here on 830 WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our Smart Garden Show brought to us every week by our friends at By the Yard Outdoor Furniture. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, If you're just joining us, thanks for doing so. Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener, is with us helping you out today by phone or by text. And there is one line open, 651-989-9226. And we'll get back to the text screen in a moment too, Teresa, 81807. But Ruth in River Falls has a question, I believe. Good morning, Ruth. Morning, Ruth. Good morning. Good morning. I, I listen every week, and I've been going to call on this question. Actually, I have two questions. Okay. I have, I call it a burning bush. Yep. Mm-hmm. The and anonymous. it's the mm-hmm. one with the square stem. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, people all around town have had these bright mm-hmm. red, deep, actually, yep. uh, red leaves. Mm-hmm. And mine is still green yep. with just a few. Uh, it looks like it's been painted with watercolor. It's that kind mm-hmm. of faded look on the yeah, red. Yeah. Mine does that too. It just I think it's not getting enough sun or there's just something with it. It it never was as beautiful as it should have been. And I think some just run that way. Um oh. has it has it always been like that? Or yes. Okay. <laughs> I, you know I think it's just some just, just don't have the good coloration that um there's well, just something in their genes. So you know, I do have yeah. a lot of um, maples around, so maybe yeah. it's getting too much shade. It might be getting not enough sun, you know, to change it. Um, and then if it does get enough sun and it's just never produced good color, it just doesn't have good color. Oh, well, thank you on that <laughs> you one. Bet. And my second question is, I had some mum plants that I left sitting on my front steps. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the weather got cold on me, and I mm-hmm. meant to put them in the ground because mm-hmm. they were called hardy mums. Mm-hmm. Have those uh, roots, do you think, frozen on the steps? Or You know, I'd, I'd give it a shot if you can get them in the ground. Planting the mums in the fall is not the best time. They really should go in in the spring. Mums are just kind of weird for us here in, in Minnesota. But, you know, give them a shot. Throw them in the ground. Um, if you, you know, if you don't know where you wanted to put them, at least sink the pots into the ground and They'll stand a better chance getting in the ground and making it through winter than staying above ground. And if nothing happens, then they can head to the compost bin. But you would have at least tried. Yeah. There you go, Ruth. Thank you. Good luck. A texter says this. The, this June, we planted nine new rutabecas. They all blossomed to full splendor. But just after that, some of the leaves turned brown with some sort of fungus or mm-hmm. bug. Yep. I like to leave the seed heads on for winter interest. But this makes 
cleaning out the leaves almost impossible. Is leaving these leaves okay? Also, should I mulch them after the ground freezes or before? Please give me some care tips. Love your show. Oh, okay, good. Um, yeah, the Rebecca does tend to get powdery mildew, and it does get some 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 yucky stuff on it. Um, it it just is is what they do. Um, so so, and they get they get some some diseases. Um. It's not going to kill the plant. If you want to leave the seed heads up, go ahead. Clean up really well in the spring, though. And any plants you did plant this year, I would give them a winter mulch the first year. The next year, you won't have to. They will be very well established. But anything that was just planted this year, I'd just baby it just a little bit. Go ahead, leave those seed heads up, but do clean up everything in the spring to try to get rid of some of the spores and, and some of the diseases and, and make sure that there's a lot of good air circulation and good sun and that will lessen some of the funguses that you're seeing on it. And if you run into it all the time, you may have to, to do a, a fungal spray, um, an antifungal spray before you start to see it in future years. The texter wants to know what might be some good low-light houseplants. Any ideas? Yep. Sure. Um, there's a lot of them. There's the the cast iron plant. A Chinese evergreen is really good. Um, the, the the pothos is really good. Uh, so just just um, peace lilies are good. Um, if you have a moderate amount of light, even a lamp, uh, some of your African violets can be really good. But I would definitely go to the extension.umn.edu site. Click on the garden tab, and there's a lot of great ideas for low light house plants. Good. Let's go back to the phones, Teresa. Debbie is calling from Roseville. Good morning, Debbie. Hi, Debbie. Good morning. We have a question about trimming back some branches on a burr oak tree. We'd mm-hmm. like to do it next week, but we want to make sure it's a safe time to do it and won't cause any oak wilt. Oh, you know, I I really wouldn't trim um, the the oaks and the elms and the ashes and and um, even some of your apple trees, you know, until January, February. So there's there's absolutely no chance of disease and insects yeah. out there. It's still a little warm. I mean, I saw yeah. a mosquito the other night, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it was it was like 30 degrees and that little baby was still out there looking for me. Um, so so I would I would try if you have to trim it, um, trim it and immediately put a pruner sealer on the cut, um, you know, before 15 minutes even pass. So you would trim Put a pruner sealer on, clean your pruners, trim, put a pruner sealer on, clean your pruners. Ah. And and that's how I would handle it if you ha- have to do it. You really that have time. to yep. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, yep. wait. Thanks, Otherwise, Debbie. wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jerry in St. Paul is next on the phone. Good morning, Jerry. What can we do for you? Hi, Jerry. Hi. Good morning. Teresa, I have a question for you about a pine tree mm-hmm. uh, next to my house. It's only about eight feet away. It's a pine tree that's got to be 50 feet high, okay. and it's got the short needles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, probably 30 years old, mm-hmm. but the roots, part of the root floor, of course, is heading right at the house, mm-hmm. and it's at the corner of the house, and in the basement, that one room is paneled, so I can't see if the structure is, is getting any damage sure. from the mm-hmm. root system. Yep. Yep. You know, I wouldn't worry about the the roots damaging the structure of your house, the foundation. Um, Roots, when they grow, if they hit something like a concrete, they're going to go sideways. So it'll start wrapping around your house, sort of like if a a pot was root bound, it doesn't go through the through the side of the pot, it just wraps around inside. So that's what your roots are going to do. Now, if there's damage already done to the foundation, if there's a crack and there's water, the roots can get into the cracks. And as 
the root expands, it will break, make the crack bigger. But if your foundation is steady and, and not damaged and there's not water in your foundation, you should be fine. Um, it, it, it should be just fine. It, I would say it's been there for a long time and you haven't had problems. I would just leave it alone and it should be just fine. Good luck. Teresa, Teresa and I were, were laughing because sometimes when the texter sends in messages, uh, it's the autocorrect, the, the spell check, spelling, whatever yeah, the it is, and, and it's, it becomes it really creative. confusing, very creative. <laughs> but I'll give you the translation because the texter did send a correction. <laughs> Here's the question. In the fall, should you cut back our way down height ranchos? <laughs> we have those big big ones with big white round dead flowers. And then the, the correction was, I meant to say, the question is, in the fall, should we cut back hydrangeas? Hydrangeas. The ones with the big white round flowers. I love spell check. Um, <laughs> way down height ranchos. <laughs> those height ranchos, yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. You, no, I would not cut your height ranchos down. Um, leave the hydrangeas up. Um, leave everything up. If you can, it'll give you some winter interest. Clean it back in the in the spring if you want, um, but but I wouldn't do any pruning now. If you really want to get everything cleaned up, wait till the ground has frozen solid, and then you can go ahead and 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 cut those shrubs back. But otherwise, I would leave them up till spring. Speaking of hydrangeas, I think Deb in Apple Valley has a question about that. Hi, Deb. Good morning. Hi, Deb. Hi, I'm actually the one who texted them. Ah, with, the, with the ranchos? Cool. How's your ranchos doing? I know. I had to laugh. I thought, oh, my gosh. Hey, but we figured it out before yeah. you even sent your other text, so that was you cool. Were very, oh, did you? Okay, yeah. good. good. And, that, and you just answered the question Perfect. I had. It was about these big, round, white yeah. hydrangeas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They look, they look kind of nice next to the house. Oh, they do. Look, they, You know, that's wonderful you know. winter interest. And if you want to take some of those those heads off, you can even yeah. bring them in once they dry it, and you can spray them and use them in your in your decoration, decorating for the yeah. holidays. Yep. They're, They're just beautiful, the hydrangeas are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. okay. Good. Well, that's, okay. uh, otherwise I'll just leave them as is till spring. And then when you cut them back in the spring... Mm-hmm. Just a tiny bit? You know, you can cut them all the way to the ground, or you can cut them back to where they're sprouting again. Um, They won't bloom on those stems, but those stems that you only cut back halfway will sort of act as a little fence and hold them up so that maybe they won't flop as much with the heavy rains. Yeah, okay. And then um, is it... What time in the spring? Is it after the when, everything's melted? I yeah, suppose, yeah. Once you know? they start coming out of dormancy, you can cut them. You know, but if you just want, if you know you're going to cut them all, way, all the way back, just whenever you get out there in the spring, it's no big deal. Very good, Deb. And thanks for the laugh. It was <laughs> Thank, great. Yes, we, we need, appreciated we need, that. We needed that, yes. Makes me think about huevos rancheros for breakfast. It tomorrow. did, did. <laughs> so. I haven't had breakfast yet. And, <laughs> hmm. uh, I tell you what, uh, we're getting a little signal. We need to take a quick break. Okay. Mike, you're going to be next on the phone. Texters will uh, grab some more of your text messages here on our Smart Garden Show. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on CCO. Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener, is with us once again. Teresa, let's see how many folks we can help out before you take your leave today. Mike is calling from West St. Paul. Mike, you're on with Teresa. Hey, Mike. Hi. uh, This spring I was given about 30 uh, strawberry plants. Mm -hmm. and They've grown really well, and now I've covered them with three or four inches of leaves. 
Is that a good way to overwinter them? Uh, straw probably would be a little bit better, but if they've got the leaves on, they've got the leaves. It's a little too early. Did you cut them back first? No. Okay. Um, next year, what you'll want to do is um, you'll want to cut them back um, after after the frost hits them and then do cover them maybe with about six or eight inches of straw once the ground freezes. The um, the crowns aren't super hardy. They're good, but they're not that hardy, so it's nice to give them a little winter protection and then pull that mulch off in the spring so they can grow. Um, I would suggest going to the extension.umn.edu site and um, that will tell you, also tell you then um, with the mother plants and the daughter plants, the runners, how to how to divide those and clean them up so you have a real productive um, planting bed all the time. But enjoy your strawberries. Yeah, great. Th- thank you, Mike. Thanks. Let's see if we can tackle some of these text okay. messages. A serviceberry tree we planted in the fall of 2015 still has leaves on it. Yep. Curious why they didn't fall off, and they also did not achieve their typical reddish-orange color. Why do you think that is? You know, it was just a weird fall, and a lot of plants didn't lose. A lot of trees didn't lose their leaves, and I did see some weird colors. Some plants had fabulous color, and some of them, my apricots didn't do well with coloring either, and I'm not quite sure why. I think hmm. just a weird weather. And it was the weather. Just the weather, and enjoy it as an anonymy, anonymy, whatever. I haven't had my breakfast or my coffee yet. <laughs> well, I will my let you brain do that. knows what it wants to say. My mouth doesn't. You think of it as something unique and interesting. Okay. Uh, good morning. Texter says, I have a crabapple tree that's about 10 feet tall, and a deer scraped the bark off for about four-foot section at the bottom, almost all the way around. It does not appear to hurt the inner part but most of the outer bark is gone. What can I do or do nothing? You know, I would. the only thing I would do is uh, get a hardware cloth, make a cylinder of hardware cloth all the way up to the first branch of that tree to protect it from more. And um, hopefully, um, maybe it was just a, a, a if they if they girdle it, the tree's going to die and it may leaf out in the spring and then not do anything. Otherwise, they may have just rubbed off a little bit of the bark and, and it will be okay. But yeah, with the deer and the, you know, rubbing for their antlers to get the velvet off, you, you've got to watch that. And then they'll eat the bark too. So so all your fruit trees, all your newly planted trees, just protect them with a cylinder of hardware cloth. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll do it. Yeah. And you can leave that on all year until the tree gets rough bark or until the tree is almost touching the hardware cloth. Texter says this, good morning, Yeah, we have 15 fairly large apple trees that we need to cut down. Is there anything in particular that the apple wood is good for? Sure. Um, lots of people use apple wood chips in uh, when they're on their grills. Yeah. So you could do that, use that, chip them up. Um, you know, they'll make good wood chips in your yard. If you know any woodworkers, they may like the apple wood for the wood. For the wood. Yeah, because it's a it's great a nice smoking wood. wood. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a good wood to for apple for um for apples for uh, uh carpenters and things. Yeah, woodworkers, woodworkers. Mm-hmm. That's yep. true. Yep. Is it too late? Texture says to dig up my dahlias. No, no, you got to get them out of the ground. Um, well, if you don't care, let them die. But otherwise, no, it's not too late. The ground hasn't frozen. Dig up your dahlias. I know we get this question, especially as of late, uh, is it too late to overseed my lawn? That came from Dan. But I, I guess next, your next choice really is some dormant seeding. Yeah, right? I would do dormant seeding. Um, maybe wait until the ground just starts to, to, to freeze up a little bit and then uh, put the seed down or just before the first um, snow. Again, make sure you have really good seed-to-soil contact. So press the seed into the soil, walk on it, do a roller or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken, the texture says, put, can I put my wet, non-bagged leaves on my garden now? 
Um, it depends on what kind of garden. If it's a veggie garden, sure. Um, if it's your other garden, I'd probably wait until the ground starts to freeze. All right, let's see. Do How can I control... Oh, boy. I think this is another... <laughs> another creative. Datura? Oh, Datura. Oh, yeah. How um, can I control Datura that keeps self-seeding a yep. larger area every year? Yeah. What I would do is when whatever you do have growing out there, um, deadhead it as soon as it what finishes coming. It's a it's a um, angel's trumpet. It's a, a vine. Um, ah. It has big white flowers, but it can self-seed. Um, the seed balls are reminiscent of something but um but it can self-seed very readily and it can be aggressive so and and what if it's in an area where you don't want other seedlings you can use some of those um pre-emergence um like preen or something like that um that will stop those seeds from sprouting in the spring but any that do sprout that you do let flower deadhead the flowers as soon as they um go past so that they don't produce more seed Texas says, I've already another hydrangea. I've already cut down some hydrangeas for the year. Will they die, you think? Probably not. You know, if they're old and, and well established, they're not going to. Um, it, it No, don't. I mean, it's too late now anyway, but I don't think they'll die. It's just not the best way to handle it. Another texter corrected. <laughs> we had a rose of Sharon. Yes. A bush in Montana. Can I grow one here? They're kind of not that. They're more zone five. We're zone four. You, some areas are protected. You can give it a shot. Um, don't be surprised, though, if it only lasts a few years or, or gets hit by the winter, if we get a regular winter. Can I put winterizer on now? Is it a little it's too, too late, late. For that? It's too yeah. late, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Golden euonymus. Can mm-hmm. it be covered with straw? Last year, all upper branches froze. Um, yeah, you could go ahead and cover it with straw again. I'd probably wait till the ground freezes a little more. Just build a cylinder and then fill up the cylinder with straw to protect it. Mm-hmm. Another another t- uh, lawn question. Can I spray Roundup on the quack grass growing under my rose bushes without hurting the rose bushes? Um, well, it depends. Uh, it's too late probably in the season to use Roundup. The, um, it's too cold. Uh, read the instructions. If if I'm wrong with the with the temperature, just follow the instructions. Otherwise, what you would want to do is make sure you're only spraying on the leaves of the of the plant you want to kill, um, and you're not getting any on the rose. So you may want to do some wrapping of the rose or protection, or or box up the the you want the um the product the plant you want to kill. Put like a little cardboard cylinder around it and spray carefully in the cylinder or paint the leaves. But again, I think it's too cold now to use the glyphosate. Here's a question we've never had before. Will my invisible fencing help in keeping the moles and voles out if I leave it on 24 Don't no, Don't the moles no. and voles have to have a collar? They would have to have a collar. <laughs> and and if you were able to collar those guys, I, you'd probably just yeah. take them to another home somewhere. Yeah. No, it's it's a great idea. But it, I don't think that, that what, what the radio signal will bother the moles and voles that much. Um, not only do they not have color, but I just don't think they'll care about the signal. I think they'll just ignore it as they ignore so much of us humans. <laughs> That's right. And I found out too, 
in the neighborhood that those moles, I thought for sure this time of year they'd be oh, quiet, no, but no, it's no. evidently again like it goes back to the weather. It's yep. been moderately it's warm. It's moderate. Now. The the grubs are still active. The moles are still active. Yeah, it's kind of frustrating. All right, now what are you going to be doing now with the rest of this season as far as your own personal guy? I know you're not going to mess with mm-hmm. your your hosta leaves. Right, I'm not messing with the hosta <laughs> We've leaves. We've discovered that. Um, I do need to get my bulbs planted. And I have a poor comfrey plant that's sent, that's been sitting in a in a pot above ground. So really, I really should get that poor baby in and not expect her to live above ground again this winter. But, but that's always you know that's and then well, you should have good weather to do should it. Should have for good a weather days, to yeah. do it. I've got to clean up the chicken coop and uh, then just get the leaves off of the sidewalk. That's Housework is never done, is it? <laughs> Yard work, housework, it's it's just continual. I know we're almost out of time, but I'm thinking of folks who have yet to discover or check out mm-hmm. the university website. Right. There's so many you could spend days just learning all sorts of stuff. You could, you could. Extension.umn.edu. And um I know there'll be at least one master gardener, me, at the Green Gifts Fair today over at Midtown Global Market. So I'll be there all day answering gardening questions if you want to stop by. Now tell folks where that's located. That's at the Midtown Global Market on Lake Street, the old Sears building. Yeah. It's we know fantastic. Where that is. Oh, they have great restaurants in there. They too. do. Oh, really so good many stuff. of them. Really good gifts and reusing. But I'm gonna be there answering gardening questions. From what time? Uh, from as soon as I leave here until five o'clock. Until five o'clock this As soon as I can get over there. All yeah. Right. Get so, some help mm-hmm. from Teresa yep. there. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your help thank today. You. We'll Have see a wonderful Thanksgiving, everyone. You as well. Thank, thank you, you very you much. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney on 830 WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.